0: Riding downtown in New York City I know you wanna be there, I bring you in Party in the club like that track from Fitty. Cause life is so good, let's go and vibe with me Riding downtown in New York City I know you wanna be there, I bring you with me. This is what I'm doing. Tell me that you want to do it with me. This is what I'm doing. Tell me.
1: Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Dare to Rise. I'm your host, Nicole. And with me is always my partner in crime, Miss Tina Kay. Hi, Nicole.
2: How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Just enjoying the little change in weather. The mountains are beautiful with a little dusting of snow on there and reminders of fall and Halloween. Yeah. So, I, I love that. that. I do too. The mountains are so beautiful too with all the changing colors and now there's a little bit of snow up there. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm
1: okay if the snow, you know, holds off (laughs) just a little bit longer, Um, Mm -hmm. but I definitely love this time of year. Um, My family and I are big hikers. So that's usually where you'll find us is up in the mountains, Mm -hmm. especially on the weekends. So um, we're really fortunate to live in the community that we do and have so much eat. Like we have so many um, accessible trails around us. So it's just beautiful to get out and mother nature it rejuvenates the soul i think
2: yes i agree and that fresh air soothes the soul <laughs> no
1: absolutely what else have you been
2: up to um you know just uh being a mom and just being miss tina k and just taking every moment and um just living in every moment you know i think that's absolutely. important and and just being present Um, With every experience that comes my way. So even going for a little strolls down, um, walking the dog and just noticing um, just the beauty in nature and um, just my surroundings and just thankful for my family, especially this time of year. Oh, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned motherhood. Um, as moms, we wear many hats, I yes. think. So, um, you know, we work, we're a housekeeper, we're a chef. We, you know, we're multitasking, but raising our our little humans are, is a full-time job. It's such a big mm-hmm. job. And I, I don't know about you, but I'll just tell you, I am my worst critic. I, I'm so hard on myself as mm-hmm. uh, as a mom, and so I just think we need to show ourselves some more
2: grace, don't we now? Yes, we absolutely do. I think about that a lot. Um, even kind of changing the way I think about how to support my kids and help my kids. But, um, you know, we're always doing the best that we can absolutely. Um, in the moment that we have with the knowledge that we have. So I think each one of these podcasts, you and I have talked about this, each one of these podcasts, we walk away with so much more knowledge and um, knowledge understanding education that our guests bring and, and that's not stopping tonight. No, absolutely. Well, and I think it's
1: just so important that it really does take a community and it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Every, there's so many people that are just so talented and really have gifts. And especially when it comes to being a parent, um, it's really, imperative that we are making sure that we're feeding ourselves fully so we can make sure we take care of the most important people in our lives. And kind of just tying into what Tina and I have been talking about right now, our special guest tonight is Anita Vermeer, and she is amazing. She is a master of education, an author, a parent, a coach, a certified teacher with over 25 years of experience working for and with young children, becoming a working single mom at 40 years old without any family in the same country. She felt guilt and anxiety that she couldn't do for her child, what she had done for hundreds of other kids over the years. But by focusing on the things that she had within her control, Anita changed her mindset and learned how to balance a busy mom's life with two words, simplicity and togetherness, which I love that by the way.
2: Gosh, me too.
1: Right. Today, Today, Anita is a confident parent that helps thousands of moms and kids build connection and enrichment through simple ideas. Follow her on her YouTube and Instagram, and we'll have that information um, all in our bio for the podcast, but we're really so excited. Anita, thank you for joining Dare to Rise tonight.
3: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on your show. I've been listening to a few different episodes. And like you said, I can always walk away with something that's really empowering and inspiring. Oh, I love that.
1: We really can learn
3: from so much. Um, How have you been? What's been going on in your life? Well, I'm coming off of a very busy long weekend because um, as, as you read in my bio, I'm from, uh, I wasn't born in the U.S. and I'm from Canada. So although I'm an American citizen, I grew up in Canada. And so the Canadian Thanksgiving, I hold true to my heart, which is on it's the second Monday of October.
2: Oh, so, wow.
3: That was technically yesterday. Um, but I did not have my hosting event yesterday because some people had to work. So on Sunday um, I was able to have a a giant get together with uh, a bunch of friends and do, I call it my American Thanksgiving, Um, my American family of friends, you know.
2: That's awesome. I love sharing that and bringing people in together to, to do this experience, experience each other and, and what we hold true to ourselves. So I think that's awesome different cultures, different Mm -hmm. things
1: that are important, different traditions. I think that's so important. We learn so much by widening, widening our horizons, so to speak. So I think that's lovely that you have people in your life that you can share that with.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's and it's interesting because you know before you're a mom, it's with a bunch of adult friends, and then when you become a mom, it's like more about all the kids, like any holiday, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we have more kids than we do adults sometimes it seems nowadays, but but it is about bringing everybody together, and that's that's the big key point, which is Mm -hmm. why I wanted to share that. No, so I have to ask: Do you also celebrate American Thanksgiving? Or just the Not Canadian. Really? I was just yeah. curious. <laughs> it's kind of like an interesting soft spot for me sometimes with friends and people because, because, like, I mean, my son but he goes to his dad's and you know, and like my family in Canada, they're all working. So it's yeah, like, you know, I mean, I have friends that are always like, oh, come on over for dinner. I mean, you know, but it's not, it's me more like joining somebody else's celebration, right? I like gotcha. yeah, yeah. So it makes sense.
2: <laughs> so considering that now there's all these children involved in your celebration, did you have some fun activities planned um in terms I... of riddles? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, actually, I, I didn't this time, but, but you know, a couple years ago when I had, my son was like five, I had, um, I did run a lot of children's games at that event. Mm-hmm. Um, but thinking about riddles though, it, it's interesting because I do have a um, riddle book. That's one of my um, published books that I have. It's called riddles. Well, I have four books. One, three of them are riddles and rhymes and the fourth one's called riddles that rhyme. And so I could read like just... To fall, riddle because I used to read these a lot. I love that kids were younger, I guess, before I decided to publish it. (laughs) And so, um, here I'll read one and see if you guys you probably can guess it because it's not that hard. But if there's kids listening to us, they'll have fun with it. All right, many sizes and shapes we are all outside and on the car, lots of colors on the trees, but we fall off since we are leaves oh my gosh adorable I love that. that is so cute thanks yeah so I have like um uh, I can't even remember how many like 50 different themes and like each of them has eight riddles to go with it and they all rhyme at the end and they usually have a lot of um well they not usually they all have describing words in each riddle because it's about helping children develop some more vocabulary and some background knowledge. And, you know, and I can get into, I mean, I need to jump into it right now, but I can get into how I started this. Like these are like half of my riddles are like 20, 25 years old mm-hmm. that I finally just published like last year. I <laughs> so.
1: love that. No, please do share. How did you get into that? What made you put them together and publish your book? Absolutely. Share that with us.
3: Sure. And um, when I first started working in child care centers, and, and actually this was back in Ontario, I would have these toddlers and preschoolers in my class. And usually the ratio was um, one adult with eight kids. And so I would have a circle time with eight or it might have been 16 and there's two adults. And we'd have weekly themes. And if, if people at home know like daycares and stuff, there's always these weekly themes, you know. And I would want, I have a big, I'm a big believer in hands-on and kids trying to keep them from waiting. Um, you know, with doing like just think about us and adults waiting in a grocery line holding a phone, you know, <laughs> we get children yeah. can't hold things. <laughs> so I started it with that where I would want to give them each like a picture to hold on to during circle time, whether it's stories, dance, dancing. And then it would always be about the the theme, you know, so it'd be like eight items about fall or eight items about summer or whatever the theme was. And then I would describe it. Like if you have blah, 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 stand up. And then I just started making up rhymes and then I was just like, oh, I need to write these down. And over the course of like a year, I had like a whole bunch of rhymes and riddles down, you know, like, and I just kind of had to fill in the blank sign when it was like time. Well, I wanted to publish it years ago, but it was, um, a different time in my life. And so, but I, you know, we get that, (laughs) (laughs) right. But a few years ago, I like was going through an old box and I found my notebooks and I found all of, all of my, my scratch. I mean, I look at my cursive writing from back then too. It's pretty funny. (laughs) I feel like I have doctors writing nowadays. Um, but, uh, yeah. So then I decided, oh, I need to put, I need to make this dream come alive. I need to like publish it. And so that's how it started. Um, and I can't stop. I have still my, I'm always rhyming and making And nor and
1: nor should you stop. I love that. And it's so interesting. Everything always works in its own timing, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. It, it always um comes to fruition when it's meant to be. That's true. That's true. There was
3: things things in my life that probably needed to happen before to help me be to feel successful about doing it, you know, and to make it
1: successful. Oh, absolutely. So I really love, um, a lot about your bio, but things that just stood out to me really was about, um, you know, us as moms, or I think as just women in general, we are wearing multiple hats like I was talking about, but really there's a sense of like when things are not going our way or things are out of control, we're in disarray. And I love so much how you talked about only focus on the things that you can control. It's so simple, but that really is so true. And it needs to be repeated. Cause I think for all mm-hmm. of us, we really need to take that, um, more internal and really like reflect on that. But what, how did you come or what made you connect with simplicity and togetherness? What about those two words? How, what, what resonated with those two words to you?
3: Well, it's interesting because because I've just read a few different books, I think, that helped me realize what it is. But one book that I read was something about it was some kind of fable about some um, dysfunctional family. And going through it was talking about a connection to like a business plan. And I always seem to sort of have this sort of business entrepreneurial sort of perspective and thinking and mindset. So as I listened to that fable, it was like, well, if it was like a a business vision, you know, a business, a business mission, and it was a family, what would, what would it be? What would it look like? What would it sound like? You know, and, and, and it kind of had me think through that process. And at the time I was like, starting a new job and my son was going through high anxiety and separation of trying preschools. And then going through that, I was like, okay, if I could pick like one or two words about me and my son or me and my life, like, out of everything, prioritizing it, what would it be? Like, obviously it's not dishes, laundry. <laughs> I mean, yes, I love my friends and yes, I love, you know, whatever I'm doing, writing business, my job, but no, it's my son and it's about being together. And then I realized like, okay, what, what are stresses or triggers for me is, and you know, as I shared, like I had this event of Thanksgiving and I, cause I love hosting, I love having people together. That's another reason why that word's big for me, not just my son and I, but bringing people together is like something that just just brings me joy. Um, but yet it also brings me stress because there's so much work to do when you right. bring a bunch of people together. And I was, I was thinking back, like, man, why do I try to do all these crazy things for my son and his friends or my friends at four year when he's four, when I was a daycare teacher it was simple. Like, like I was just telling you, like I would just make, I would just cut out a picture of a magazine of a cow and hand it to a kid at toddlers circle time. And it was a simple thing to do. And I got so much learning out of this little piece of paper. Um, and yet here I am, Oh, I need to buy this toy. Oh, I need to do that. Or I need to do this, you know, and I got dishes in the back of my head. And that's kind of why simple really stuck with me. Cause it was like, wow, like back then things had to be simple. I had no choice. I had no money. I had no, you know, I had no Mm. choice. And now it's like, I'm like, well, why is it that like over 40, I feel like things can't be simple. Like why? Mm. And so that's really what has grounded me in, um, I guess it's part of my bio, part of my kids move and learn business, part of, part of what I tried it. It's hard. I'm an overachiever, so it's hard to keep things.
1: <laughs> it's important to remind ourselves though. I, I can just, I really, I can speak for Tina and I, um, cause I know her, <laughs> We <laughs> connect, I really like connect on that on such a deep level. Truly. We, um, for myself overcomplicate things, Unnecessarily, like we don't need to do that. Life is hard enough, right? With everything else that we have going on in our plates. And if we come with that approach, even if it's hard, I think it's just the the intent or just being mindful of it is so important. So I love that you spread that Mm because I think just that gentle reminder it's like, oh my gosh, you're, you're, I need to remember that being simple. And the most important thing for all of us is always being together with those important people, like the important people in your life
3: yeah exactly exactly and i will because of my like you said that ambition or um, what do you call it sometimes the outsider sort of perspective you know like the pressure outside or external pressure whether it be from you know people that are close to you or whether it's media or social media out there you have to make yourself remind yourself of how it's important to be simple because it's so easy to get distracted by all those things get caught and up in so, all of that Yeah. Yeah. It is so easy. And so I kind of try to think of like, okay, starting with that, uh, you know, like even planning the food for what I wanted to do last weekend was like, what's going to be the easiest way beyond just, a potluck. Well, I do want to make sure we don't have 20 bags of chips. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but yeah, but I was like, okay, what is going to be the simplest thing to do? Um, And and then because it really was about together and same with the kids activities. I mean, I used to run around and have to plan everything for the kids and I I actually set up activities and they still didn't even play with it. Instead, they play tag and played, played with a ball. And I was like, yeah, I I think it's important. Sorry, I was going to say. So that's why I think it's important to keep sharing that message for for all moms. That that. story, that part, that that. part
1: of your story is always important. So I want you to continue to always share that story because that's Mm -hmm. important. It really
2: is. Well, and especially uh, at this time of year, holidays are approaching. People start feeling stress about what they're going to do to take care of their kids or the gifts or spending money and everything. And, and honestly, as you're talking about that simplicity and togetherness, I immediately thought about, um, a couple years ago, I, I love Christmas and I love decorating Christmas trees. And, um, and I didn't have money for a tree or ornaments or gifts or anything. And that was such a, a simple Christmas that year with the, with the two foot porch tree, three ornaments and a few presents underneath of it. But it was the best Christmas I could have given to my kids. And it's the best Christmas that they had too. So it's being that. At realizing the importance of that togetherness piece and the love that we share between each other, and and I love, I love what you're talking about in in no matter what age group our kids are, you know, as parents as moms, um, ki- keeping it simple. I mean, Nicole and I have lots of friends out there that whether they're married or single just the stress that comes with, am I doing the best job I can with my kid? Especially when we've been going through this whole pandemic of mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. kids now are home all the time. And how do you keep them entertained? So mm-hmm. Anita, what would be some words of advice for some of our struggling <laughs> moms out there?
3: Well, you have heard that boredom is good for kids. I'm sure that's not new information. And trust me, I, uh, I can't, Wave a magic wand because I have had my my (laughs) my experiences over this last year and a half also right. Um, However, I can say that like you know, deciding first of all what you what you're gonna do and sticking with it is gonna be what's really important. And back to even like simple like if you want to keep it simple and then somebody wants to add complication to it, stop and go back. Wait, don't like think back to what is really. Your goal in mind. So, you know, for me, like a big struggle sometimes, and I suggest this to moms is that technology, right? Everybody's constantly, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're two or 14, right? You want to get them off the technology. And so some suggestions is, is to limit it and or set boundaries or expectations and you can let them be bored or give them options and choices. And so actually that's a suggestion I really give. And you have to age appropriate, right? Like if they're two, you can't like write a list. You have to actually provide baskets of toys. If they're 14, you can say, here's a list, you know, but yeah. and that's what they might need, right? Is that 14? They don't know. They, they've got an addiction of technology and habits and they need to be given the choices. And when they're four, five, six, you know, you can even think of things together. And that's, that's what I did is I would on the weekend when I had downtime and wasn't trying to multitask work and my child and school, I would sit and say, okay, what are some things you want to do this week? Because you know, I don't want you to be on technology all day. You know, I'm going to make it. And we would come up and write lists together. And when he was five and six, I would write the list and he could kind of draw the picture next to it. So he kind of knew, cause that was his age appropriateness to it. And then, you know, in this last spring, as he started learning how to write words, I had him write his own list. So he would write down like Lego or BB for basketball, if he didn't want to write the whole word, things like that. Um, Again, there's still struggles to it. But, you know, I I had set my mind that, okay, I was not going to let him have more than X amount of technology. So and then the other piece is to follow up uh, and give the time with them, because a lot of the times they're, if they're bored, they're used to having the adult to interact with them and to support them. And so I just set boundaries on that too. Like, okay, in one hour, I'm going to take a break and instead of me going on my phone or whatever, I'm going to go play and get silly or dance or, you know, so I think that that's another suggestion for, from moms to do at any time, like <laughs> even on the weekend when you want to like cook dinner or something. And you're like, I know they're going to interrupt me, <laughs> like plan backwards you know, this is what teachers do is they plan backwards. They're like, I'm going to do something with a whole group or something one-on-one and I'm going to set them up. And then I'm going to gradually kind of drift away while they do it on their own and you know.
1: <laughs> help them establish that independence. Right. Yep. yep. I really, I love how you describing what you've done with your, with your, with your child, the connection, but the collaboration piece, like they are a part of it, right? Like making sure that your kid is Um, coming up with the plan with you, right? Like letting them know that their voice is valid, that you want to hear what they have to say as well and help them get more buy-in to, you know, not being on technology as much as these little ones are these days. Um, Something that I do every day, even in the summer. And again, it's not every day because we're not perfect, but my kids, i Right, because they love video games. Um, I think a majority (laughs) of boys do. Um, but is reading, I want my kids to read, and every weekend, even unfortunately for them, (laughs) even if it's cold or a little rainy, we're outside like we're going for walks, we're going hiking, and I just think it really is important to really integrate that into a routine. And even that reading, even if it's only 30 minutes, but it's, I'd rather them be reading than know watching a TV show or just glued to, you know a handheld device mm-hmm. or a video game. So I love though that that's a collaboration with your son. I think more
3: parents need
1: to have their child be part of that process. Yep.
3: It's hard though, because you have to make time for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to think backwards. Like we're tired, and that's the thing is as moms or parents, we're tired and exhausted. and especially like as a single mom, you know, you're trying to take care of everything at once. And so that's why I, I really think it's coming. You have to plan backwards and, and stick to what your goal is. We have to first look inside. What is your what yeah. is your, you know, like your intent, like your priority? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your intent? Like, so for me, if I were to choose eating vegetables over technology, you know, I had to pick and choose like, wh- where do I want, you know, you, it's like pick your battles, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to set up one <laughs> thing at a time. And I think that's another reason why a lot of us get, get, and I've been there, done that, get overworked or overwhelmed because I'm trying to, you know, to do too many things at once with your child to follow too many rules at once and things like that. So setting it up slowly helps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, and another tip I would really share is timers. Timers work, especially if you know that your child can be independent and they don't want to do an activity. If you can set them up for a timer, such as, uh, will you dive into that more? Do you mean like a, like a kitchen
1: timer, like a clock, just something like on your phone, setting up like 30 minutes. We're starting now. And is that kind of what you're meaning by timers?
3: Yes. Except I have seen, I have told, suggested this idea to friends and they start using their phone and then they have to constantly be the one in control. And Mm -hmm. then they're like the bad guy you know? So I suggest to try to make it about something else. Um, and actually I have to share with you a little timer story, but yeah, you have to make it about something else, like a third party, like have them, it's an, a kitchen timer or have the iPad has a timer on it. If they have an iPad, I mean, they get to use technology that way, right? Like teach right. Them to use tools on, the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that way they can be independent. And so, you know, you're talking about your, your, your child reading for 30 minutes and, and that's something that I do too. And, and, now it's just like, okay, it's time. It's time. You haven't done your reading today. And he just goes and gets his timer. And yes, I wish he would read more. And yes, I wish he would like, you know, but he's doing fine in school. And, you know, so, so at least he's into now he's independent. Like I don't have to like chase him around. He just goes, gets his timer, does what he does. And when he's done it, you know, so,
2: I love but I'll tell that. you a funny story.
3: Mm-hmm. About the timer, just one of my early experiences and when I was working still as an assistant in a daycare center, there was a child who who I think had some, you know, probably some, some special needs or something. I don't remember how far. It was like one of my first or second days. And every, but every single day, apparently, this child would freak out coming in from the playground. Like they didn't want to come inside. They would kick and scream at the teachers. They hated, he hated everybody. Mm-hmm. And one of the strategies I saw them do that worked over over time, I couldn't believe it, was they would point to the clock. When they walked in the in the building, and they'd say the clock says it's ten o'clock. Ten o'clock is what time we have to come inside. It's not Mrs. So- and- so, it's not Mrs. So-and so the clock is. And over a couple of weeks, I saw him coming in, kick, like kicking and screaming a little bit, but not so much with the teachers. Mm. He would go over and kick the wall and yell <laughs> the clock. So, <laughs> Damn you, Mr. Time. <laughs> yes, But you know what? Like, I mean, yes, there were still, you know, other things this child needs, et cetera. Like I, you know, obviously he still had lots of adult support and lots of reassurance. And I, I don't suggest any of those things, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't about, the, the adult having to manage it all the time. Right. Cause mm. it's, it's trying to give kids that those, those choices of how to be independent. Yeah. And I used to like, you know, that list that I said, like that checkoff list, mm-hmm. like getting them to use it themselves throughout the week too, like cross things off or circle things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I
1: love that. I really, I'm, I'm stealing that Anita and incorporating <laughs> that with my own, with my own children, because, um, With my own kids, again, like you were sharing with your son, now they're at the point where it's like, okay, it's time for read. They go, no, you know, kicking or screaming. But then, you know, my youngest, especially is kind of mischievous and it's like only 15 minutes in and he's like, oh, is it time yet? And I'm like, go back and read. And it's always like this battle. So I'm sitting here going, think like that's genius. Like having them again, have them a part of the process and also taking ownership of that.
3: Mm -hmm. And it fits into the routines like as humans and we are routines and behaviors are important and habits Mm -hmm. can be created right when we have routines. And so if a if a mom has a routine or a parent, I mean, that's why that's one of the tips and tricks of teachers. They have a routine. They do the same thing. And sometimes on the outside, you're looking in and you're like, Oh my gosh, are we actually like doing this again? But, (laughs) but it works because then the children know what to expect. They know how to respond, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's why you got to get back to your basics of what do you really want? What is your expectation of it? Because if your expectation is to do fancy, crazy stuff, then you're not going to get that routine and that expectation down. You're going to be too busy trying to always out a fire instead of you know light the fire and keep it going i love that
2: yeah i can't (laughs) wait uh nicole to hear these stories about graham using his own little timer
1: (laughs) yeah my youngest can be mischievous he's so smart and by the way he's like phenomenal like he's like ahead in reading, like we did parent teacher conference. That's why it's so fitting that you were coming on as our special guest. Cause we just met with his teachers. And if you have an amazing teacher in your child's life, that to me is the most magical and valuable, like support system for your child is in their growing. Um, but Graham can be mischievous. He likes to um, especially when he already knows he's good at something. That's why he's like, oh, wait, am I done reading? And then he'll try to come talk to me. And it's like, no, from this time to this time, <laughs> you're supposed to sit there and read. Well, I have a question. Like there's always something and it's like, do not come get me. I will come get you. So that's why this timer thing to me is ingenious because it's like, he can just go and I'll make, like have him because they have iPads like you were just saying, but that's just so simple. And I, I love all of your tools that you're sharing because they're not complicated. Like it's not a complex uh, concept to incorporate. Mm-hmm. These are really simple tools that I'm like already thinking of all of the ways that it can just help my life be more simple. And even my, that dynamic with our children, too.
3: Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. I mean, it doesn't come easy to me. That's the hard part is I had all of these things teaching. And that's why, like when you read my bio about it is I did all these things all the time. I would always, I would work with parents doing it. And then when it was in my own house and, and that's why, you know, you guys said at the beginning about being, having grace and being kind to yourself as a mom, because, because I don't, I wasn't, and I was, spinning in my wheels. And then when I stopped and realized like things like these tips and tricks that I'm sharing with you were things that I actually did in a classroom. I did with, and I used to run birthday parties. I used to work at this kid's gym and I had like 30 kids that were wild and I I didn't know their names and I had to entertain them for two hours and I could do it. And I had like all these tips and tricks. But then when I had my own one kid at home at like four years old, I was pulling my hair out some days. (laughs) So... Yeah. But it's like stopping to realize, like, you know, sometimes the simple tips and simple tools are just, they can make a huge difference.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funny, those simple things that we easily overlook and we go straight to making things so darn difficult. (laughs) I don't know why we do that, but, um, I think that's one thing that I always say is just Take a breath and uh, refocus, reground, and then go from there. Because I'll get caught in a wild storm, and and I have adult children, so I'm trying to think how I can use that timer to my benefit right now. But I don't know how. Maybe with my dog, I can try it.
1: Well, parenting never ends, right? Like I, I watch my friends that do have older grown children. And even with my little, my, well, they're not that little. I make it sound like they're like two and three, they're eight and 10, but like Tina said, they'll always be my babies, (laughs) but like you're, you're constantly parenting. And I think there's just always a societal pressure for us to be perfect. Right. Like to be overachievers, like you were sharing, Anita, all of these outside pressures or, you know, this rat race that sometimes we don't realize that we're getting caught up in. And it's so important for us to, hear stories like yours, Anita, and just take a pause and be mindful of, okay, what's important to me? Like mm-hmm. at my core, that's where I need to make sure my focus and energy lies. Not, you know, because the kids, like when you were describing, like you'd cut out the picture, that simple picture, that, and like a really nice laminated picture, it's still the intent at the end mm-hmm. of the day. They're getting the concept of what you were talking about in your riddle or your rhyme. So regardless, yes. it's just, what is the intent at the end of the day? And what is really aligned with your core, like core values.
3: Right. Like, and parents don't realize you can do a lot with just a piece of paper. You could scrumple up a piece of paper and give a kid a piece of paper and they can throw it, entertain it. I mean, you've seen kids probably like have an empty water bottle and they're entertained (laughs) for 20 minutes. Like, (laughs) Like, (laughs) <laughs> I see it. Yes. Yeah, so no, I
1: love it because it's true. You spend all of this money on like amazing toys, right? Since we're talking about holiday season. And guess what? That's not the toy they play with. Anita, you at Canadian Thanksgiving create all of these amazing like activities for the kids. And you just said it. They want to play tag. Hide and seek, and you're like, did you not see this a beautiful
3: display (laughs) of arts and crafts for you guys? (laughs) Actually, it's funny. I didn't do any arts and crafts this year. I had it so so. This is kind of the process I went through a little bit this year. And one of my friends said to me like, Aren't you feeling stressed out about having 20 people? And I was like, No, I think I'm good. It's because in the past I would be so worried about the millions of to do lists. And what I did this time was I started with I did it backwards. It's okay. People are together, and then of course because you can use like kind of the COVID world also in a way I was like okay worst case I have people together they bring everything themselves there's no food there's no drinks they just bring mm-hmm. everything themselves because maybe that's what we want to do in this world right now right like so I, I went backwards with that because my whole goal was be together and mm-hmm. then I was like okay now if I add this to it this will work this to it and so the arts and crafts was honestly like the last thing on my list I so I had about an hour or two before like people were coming and I was like huh I think I'm already. Maybe I should think about doing an arts and crafts. And then I got distracted and talked to my son. And then in the middle of the party, I thought of it. and I was like, oh, I guess it's a good thing. I didn't stress about it. (laughs) But I did throw out a box of sidewalk chalk and it did get used.
1: (laughs) See, and sidewalk chalk is simple and it's cheap, right? And there's not like a lot of um, complexity, like it's not a complex activity to do but you're
3: right. They didn't even introduce it. Yeah. just left it sitting on the ground somewhere. And the next thing you know, it was all overused.
2: (laughs) Well, what I like too, is even though you got distracted about doing something, I think that's uh, important to note too. Like sometimes we have this extra time and then we're like, oh my gosh, I have this time. Now I'm going to add more to my to-do list. I'm now I'm going to add more stress instead of just being, I'm okay. Like, this is good enough. This, we, I don't need to add all this extra fluff to my life or my party or my planning, but mm-hmm. just simply um, take that, take that time for us. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. But it was <laughs> hard. Let me say, <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's, you know, it's like that constant battle with yourself in your head, reminding yeah. yourself to do it. And that's, that's the message I really want to try to get out to moms with like the kids move and learn um, that I'm, I'm working on that I lead, I guess you could say is because There's a million, like, so thinking about toddlers and preschoolers, there's a million beautiful crafts out there, a million, you know, beautiful toys. Like, if you can go on, you know, all the Instagrams, all the Facebooks, and you look at these pictures and you're like, who did that? The parent, the teacher, or the child? Because it certainly doesn't look like a three-year-old art project, is right? And so... And that's what, like, I'm really trying to get that message across to these, to these, to moms uh, to help them. And, and actually I've got a lot of interesting, a lot of toddler teachers that have also reached out um, and, you know, followed, followed me and joined my Facebook group and things like that, because I think they're just looking for ways to make, to meet their goals and doing it with less work. You know, um, uh, there's a thing we call it open in, in early childhood teaching. We call it open-ended play and open-ended activities. And I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with that, but no, I've
1: never heard of that before. I'm all like, I'm like making notes. Like I've
2: got to look at this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so for example, an open-ended craft is okay. Let's say it's, um, you know, Halloween or something. Right. And you want to, the kids to make like jack-o'-lanterns or you want to do something Halloween because you're like, Oh, it would look really cool. Right. But you may, you may not want to spend a lot of time telling the kid how to make their craft. So then what you might do is you might read a book about it and give them some inspiration about topics about Halloween and then just throw paper and paint or colors on the table and ask them to just do whatever they want to do with it. And you, you can encourage them to make something Halloween and you can ask them questions about it. But, you know, if, if one of the children chooses to make a heart for a little unicorn, I mean, that's okay too, right? Like, but you could put just orange and black and green paper on the counter or white, whatever, you know, on the table, you could just put Halloween colors on it and it's going to look Halloween. So, you know, that's kind of the idea of like what open-ended play is. And the Mm -hmm. same thing with like a sandbox. Like if you just put a sandbox or like the chalk sidewalk, like those are open-ended things. Like there's not really a right or wrong way of doing it. And that gives the adult more time to kind of stand back and lets the children, it's actually really helpful for children development wise too, because they learn to problem solve, critically think and problems, I mean um, plan out what they want to do in their head They, you know, can be more creative and more imaginative. So it's actually like, it's, it's really kind of, I feel sad that open-ended play is not a well-known word outside of the education world. Mm. Like every mom should learn it because it makes life easier. So, you know, putting out a box of sand and a box of, I I used to put out a bunch of party cups, you know, like at Costco, you can buy like a giant pack and the kids would, play with it for like an hour, building towers with it. That's open ended play. I didn't tell them to do it. You know, you might be throw some ping pong balls next to it and the children are playing some kind of their own version of cups. (laughs) But, um, you know, you don't tell them that that's open ended play. Right. No rules. No, you know.
2: Uh Oh my gosh. I think we need to have adult open-ended play.
3: No, absolutely. Well,
1: and Anita, just so you know, this mom now knows what open-ended play is. And so Yay. I, just so you know, one mom out there can say, I now know what that is and I am not in the education And all system. our
3: listeners today. Yes. Yes,
1: absolutely. So I think this is such a great conversation.
2: Me well, I'm glad too. it's helpful. I, I'm just thinking about oh. open-ended play. Um, just it like I think oh my gosh this conversation is so good like I'm just thinking about uh open ended play in terms of leadership in terms of work in terms of relationship building like not putting boundaries on what what, what we automatically like we're told and we have to do something. So I think this open end of play is just such a sweet concept for however we need it or our listeners need it um, to apply to their lives. And I'm just going
3: to go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I didn't interrupt. (laughs) No, you, (laughs) I just, when you, you were just talking about adding it to your lives and it's like something you said at the beginning about being present, right? When, when an adult or a child is in play, they are present. Like think about something that you love to do, you know, that you enjoy doing when you're in the middle of doing it. You're not thinking about tomorrow or yesterday necessarily. Uh, You're in the moment loving it and doing it and enjoying it and so it brings a lot of peace to you and a lot of joy to you and so that's why another reason why it's good for children too so but yeah adults need it we need play in our lives yeah we don't have play in we just it just looks different right we just don't play in a sandbox but
1: Mm -hmm. well life gets so serious we need to remember that we need to play right we need to um, take time to check out from like the the adult (laughs) adult responsibility Sometimes of the world. I think that oh, is yeah. super um valuable and totally that concept can be applicable to adults.
2: Yeah. Even the yeah. whole dancing that you were talking about earlier. Yes. Like dancing in the kitchen, just dancing, breaking out and dance. Uh-huh. Like well, how keeping fun. it simple.
1: Yeah. I just I really love that, Anita. Just keeping life simple. We're not, <laughs> don't overthink it. Um, I did want you to, if you will, share with us a little bit more about your kids move and learn. Like, How did you come up with that concept? How did you create your platform? I would love for you to share more about that.
3: Sure. Um, Well, it's interesting. It started because, as I said, I loved hosting events. And so I (laughs) was like, oh, I'm going to do an Easter thing at my house and invite like a bunch of friends and kids. You know how you start making mommy friends. And then I would have like 20 kids over and I would do a craft and like egg hunt and whatever. And, you know, and because I had all this teaching background and stuff, all my mom friends would be like, oh, you're so good with kids. You should make a business out of it. So (laughs) that's kind of So I kind of started with that and I was doing some play groups in the area, like we'd rent a local church group, uh, room and set up open play and let the kids do it. And I would just circle time and things, but you know, it was, um, it wasn't working very well, like just time-wise to do it in person and, and that kind of stuff. And my son was getting older. And so I, I really thought it like, you know, what is it that I really want to get, want to do with it. And so instead of me just actually working with children, kids move and learn recently, it was rebranded, branded, I guess you could say to be all about helping parents, helping moms specifically, because I think about the journey that I went through at least in the last, you know, five to seven years of my life and how I can bring, give back. And, you know, cause when I had that sort of aha of making things simple and together, it wasn't just me and my son. It was like, oh, I realized like this mom is just stressed out as me. She just might not be admitting it or this mom. And, or I'd talk to my friends and they'd be like, yeah, we're in the same boat for it. Like, that's not you. It's, And so that's what kids move and learn became was. So I started it being um, well now it's basically, so there's a website and I have a Facebook group called simple ideas for toddler and preschool moms. Um, and it's really just a place uh, to share ideas, they, the, a lot of them share random ideas, but it's about a place to lift each other up and build community. And I write a weekly blog, and I put a YouTube idea and video on every week, uh, so that's also on the Kids Move and Learn channel. And the ideas are like—I um, was trying to think. Like one week was a picnic, so it was like s- summer, and you know, moms are thinking about how to get their kids in, into preschool or kindergarten, and they might have to pack their own lunch or pack their own snacks and about how to do like some picnics at home, where you could uh, practice opening containers and things like that. And then, you know, they can have a teddy bear picnic at home. And then it, and then another week was like on separation anxiety and how you can play like, bye bye, mommy's going to go to work, but you're really just going to get a coffee in the kitchen and you sort of get your kid ready to feel like a goodbye routine. So then that way, when it actually has to be said, so, so it's just weekly tips like that, you know, and, and other times like, a, a fun song. Uh, my, one of my friends loves this song. I, I posted it on my, um, I have, to sh- I have to sing it a little bit, but was was gonna gonna be- say, now you have to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite songs. I used to sing with toddler classes and I posted it on uh, my Instagram where I was like talking about rhyming and it goes, will it be wallaby woo an elephant sat on you will it be wallaby we an elephant sat on me and I'm not a singer, but I'll sing for kids <laughs> and for this purpose. <laughs> but basically, you then change it. So it'd be like Willoughby, Wallaby, Whoa, an elephant, Saddle, and Joe. And so you just keep doing it and you rhyme it to the kids' names. And it actually helps, like, you know, build connection. And it's really silly because you can have a puppet and pass it around. And so, like, that's just like another example that I, I have shared. And so, Kids Move and Learn is just about giving either open activity ideas or tips and tricks, you know, just like what we've been talking about for this last hour. Right. And it's, um, just, and, but it's also a place where I want moms to connect with one another because I wouldn't have done it alone. I didn't do it alone. I did it with other people. So well, what a beautiful yeah, I mean, community I know, I you're building No,
1: I think it's beautiful what you've that, that space that you've created for all moms of whatever walk of life that they come from, single moms or mom of five kids or whatever the situation is. Or grandmas. That's true. We yeah. Absolutely. There's some grandmas in it. <laughs> but I love that there's a place for community because it's so easy to feel isolated and feel like, you know, either you're failing or there's no one that understands the the walk that you find yourself sometimes in life. Um, Because I remember in another life, I was a single mom of two kids and that was a really um, hard chapter, but I learned a lot about myself, but I always... Strove to feel like I had to do the extra. Like I had to be not just perfect, but like perfect a plus plus perfect mm-hmm. for these kids because, you know, divorce doesn't just happen with the parents that impacts our little ones. And so just um where're it's just easy for you to make yourself feel like you're isolated and you have nobody. And so yeah. it's just beautiful that there's a an amazing platform. Or family, I should say that you've opened up and created so anybody can be like, I'm not walking this path alone and I have support.
3: Right. That's exactly it. That's where the word together isn't just about, like I said it before too, it's about t- connecting with other people that have similar sort of feelings and thoughts for sure. Um, yeah. I, sorry, I had something else I was going to say, but I forgot. So,
2: <laughs> Well, when you remember, you can share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just thankful that, um, we had this chance to get to know you. And I know, um, I had come across you on social media and was just impressed with, with your attention towards children. And, and Nicole obviously, uh, is a great mom and just connected with your message and, and, um, I'm just wondering where you were at when I was younger, but you probably weren't born yet, but anyway, oh,
1: well, I was asking, I'm like, where was she eight years ago? I know, I'm I know. like, I needed an, an Anita in my life, but you're in my life now. And yeah. I've learned, I've learned so much from you oh and gosh, it really yes. is just, it's, it's humbling and it's just so exciting to connect with all of these amazing guests, but especially with the message that you're sharing, because, um, I love connection with people and you're what you, you, your, what your story is, and this amazing platform that you have is just, I already can tell how it's going to make my life simpler with reading time and a timer. It's going to be transformative, <laughs> I tell you.
3: Oh, I use a timer all parts of the day. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. so I love actually, this. It started with even just counting because I'll be like, okay, we're going to leave the house, and you have to get your shoes on by the time I count to 10. And, you know, and if it doesn't, you know, and then I like lose privileges and things like, of course, it changes as he gets older with what he loses or, you know, or yeah. So the timer doesn't always have to be a physical timer. It can be accounting. But I mean, that's that's like when you're on the go and you can't use that third party sort of thing but I use it all the time. Sometimes I use it for lunch or dinner because I mean, you guys have heard like all across the world, like kids are eating all day long when they were at home every day. Apparently <laughs> like <not laughs> time they were grazing. Time. It was an,
1: it was a uh, nonstop grazing is what my pediatrician said right. being in so that I a timer.
3: Oh, see, and I, that's ingenious. <laughs> And that's what they do at schools. You have 15 minutes for snack, like done, you know. I mean, you have to modify it. Obviously, if you know your child's got some eating things or, you know, whatever it might be, but like there's no reason that it takes 30 minutes to eat like a couple of cookies or a bag of chips or, you know, like a handful of grapes. <laughs> so I love that.
1: So so Tina and I were asking, Anita, where were you when we were younger or in a different phase of our lives? What advice would you give your younger self for? another phase that you were in life.
3: That's a great question. I mean, I like, Oh, that's what I was thinking earlier too, is one of the things that, like you said, is becoming, you become more reflective as you get older. And as you go through struggles, you know, you're like, Oh my gosh, what could I have done differently? Like, Mm -hmm. why did I put myself through that? Or why, especially as you come out to the other side. And so that's really the younger, the advice I would give my younger self is to, you know, two things really. One is fear, overcome fear. Like, don't worry about things so much, because I think a lot of the struggles that I had, or a lot of the pressures I had was the stuff that was hard on myself or put on myself. And it was because I was fearful, fearful of being judged, fearful, you know, what, fearful of being, you know, not good enough. And really what it, what I down dawned on me is, well, who's judging that and who's scaling, not being good enough. Because that's other people's expectations, not my expectations, mm-hmm. which is why I always come back to is like, know what you want, because you can be the perfect parent with what you want. I will say, well, nobody's really perfect, but I, I always aim to be as perfect as I can to to do the priority of being together and spending time with my son. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not perfect all the time because I got things to do, but I'm, I am i can anyway. So that's what I would give my younger self is to just remind myself that what's, what's really truly most important to me and how do I overcome my fear to make that a reality? Because if you, if you're afraid of something, like, think about it. If you're really afraid of something, you're going to overcome it. If you have a drive and a reason and a goal to there's, people do it all the time, right? Like, you know, like if you're like, well, I need to move. Like you mentioned that you were, you know, were a single mom or something before, like, I mean, you had to change probably parts in your life that you may or may not have wanted to, and you had to overcome some fear to do it, but there was enough reason to do it. Absolutely. So that's what, yeah, that's the biggest thing I would tell myself. I love it. Recognize how to overcome it.
2: Yeah, I I am just in love with this whole interview. <laughs>
3: oh, you're so sweet. Oh, yeah. you oh guys my are gosh. so awesome. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it, it, what you're saying, and I, it's kind of, um, I could say all of the amazing conversations that we've had with people. It's so crazy that the concept that is a reoccurring theme in a sense is fear. Fear debilitates people. It really holds you in a place if you allow it to. And I love what you were saying. If you um, have a drive and there is real like fire burning within you of why you need to do that, you will overcome that. That is so true. At least within my own life, everything you're saying. Absolutely. Because there was a lot of worried of fear and shame and judgment. And it was like, oh, like, you know, and self-doubt. And then, you know, you get to a point where you're in a crossroad and either you can stay on that path or you're going to totally transform everything. And it's a little scary, but obviously when you're on the other side, it's like, what took you so damn long?
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's re- self-reflecting. What about the fear is holding you back and what do you need to do to get over it? And what is your goal? And then baby steps. So, and it's the same thing with kids. Like what's your fear of getting your kid to do something or your kid not to do something, you know, what's holding you back and if it's because of being highly judged or something like that, then you overcome it. Like, you know, then, you know what to overcome.
2: Yep. Yep. That, you that's an awesome Thank point, you. Nicole. And then the connection piece too, that's a, definitely a recurring thing. You know, people just want to, Feel connected, be connected, and so your whole your whole concept is is actually just very mind blowing to me right now. Um, wow! I such a I compliment. Just, oh my god! It's so I, true,
1: though. It really is so true. It's beautiful what you have created. It really is beautiful.
2: Yeah, like my Thank heart you. feels so full with everything that you oh, have yeah sharing tonight. I just, um, I just, I'm gonna, this is, this is an episode that I'm going to carry with me the rest of my life. Like this has just re- been really good, Anita. So, okay. um, Thank you so much. You guys yeah. are wonderful. Thank you guys
3: for having me today. I mean, and talking and giving me the opportunity to share. Um, I would really appreciate it. And, and your compliments. <laughs> well,
1: and they're, they're all truth. Cause truly sincere. it really is totally sincere because, um, when Tina shared you with me, it was just like, again, I love this. Where has she been my whole life? Like <laughs> I could have used this a, a lot sooner, but it's just, again, um, just, I love how the simplicity of it, even though that's one of your words. I'm taking it for this moment
3: <laughs> is being simplistic. <laughs> I want to share one really quick uh, other small story that I got yeah. a Facebook. Oh, message please! The other, I got a Facebook message the other day from um, a, a former teacher I used to work with, who's currently teaching, and you know, I just said, "How's it going?" or something in her class, and she said that you know, it's horrible because, you know, the kids don't know how to, they're four-year-olds and they come from, uh, you know, poor families and things like that. So they have a lot of social emotional needs. And she's like, I don't know how I'm going to do anything because it's only been a month and they've only done ABC and I've got to do this and this with them or something. Like it was very, just kind of like a quick, short, kind of like, ah, help me. Right. And my response to her was think about what is one or two things that you've already done with them and imagine in 10 more months, how many smaller things you're going to make a big difference for them before they go to kindergarten. And I said, it's something along that lines. And she responded like, Oh my God, that's magical. She's like, because she has just like us moms, millions of things that she wants to do and get done and expectations. And yes we do, but you know, all across, we want these four year olds to be, Like attending, oh, because she was venting also about how they've spent so much time on technology and so they don't know how to be in a classroom. And I said, well, if all you do is teach them how to sit on the carpet and listen to a story, you've won. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) You broke their addiction. Mm So, um, but yeah, so like little things like that. So, why hearing you guys compliment me and hearing little things like stories from her and you know other clients and stuff that I work with, like it's it really gives me the fuel that I need to keep sharing my message um, and helping. Um, now so, your
1: your thank message thank you. and your work is important and more parents in general, and not just only moms, parents need to hear <laughs> yes. this truly, yeah. you know, it, it could be a grandparent, like what Tina pointed out. It just, whoever's raising little people in this world, they need to know that they're, they're not alone. And there is a beautiful community that's welcoming and is there to support and share them on their parenting um, what a journey is what I'll call it. Cause some days journey. are not, some days are not easy being, a um, raising children is the hardest job, but it is the most important, most rewarding role I will ever have in my life. It's, mm-hmm. it's the reason why I breathe as corny as that may sound.
3: That's <laughs> oh, funny. You guys are so great. Um, well, thank you. I don't know if you guys have any other questions for me today. Well, I think something that we always do like to ask
1: before we let you, let you go is how have, do you feel that you've dared to rise in your
3: life? Mm -hmm. That's a big question to answer in like a quick short ending, but, um, I, I guess the biggest piece is it connects to that overcoming fear, right? Like how I've, um, how, how, But do you mean dare future wise, or do you mean how I, you know what, it's whatever that when I say that, whatever speaks to you,
1: whatever speaks to you.
3: Well, I think it's always just never giving up always just constantly, you know, thinking. Um, when I, I, I want to share this one thing when I was like 17 or when I was a teenager, I wanted to be, a te- I always wanted to be a teenager. I mean, a teacher, not just when I was a teenager, like even when I was 10, I always wanted to be a teacher. And when I was like 17, ish I went uh, into a guidance counselor's office at school and was like, help me with my career planning. And she said that my grades weren't good enough and I would never be able to be a teacher. And I can't tell you how devastating I was. And, you know, long story short, She's wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, I would love to show her like, you know, like not only now I've been a master's, I work in administration, I have this visit, like, you know, um, and so I guess that's just how I have dared and how I will dare is always like chasing, chasing my, myself to be a better person in whatever that may be without the high expectations, judgment, shoulders, filling, mm-hmm. feeling, you know, but just to always, to always like, Listen to myself and my motivations and my aspirations and to just overcome them and do what I can to do it. Don't let somebody stomp on my parade and and my fears and help my fears live because they already live on their own. Yeah. Don't let anyone ever put you in a box. And I'm so glad you didn't because
1: I already know what you've impacted on my life. Tina's already shared that and the countless of other parents out there that your magic has transformed their their day-to-day work with their own children or with themselves as a parent so you keep daring to rise and don't ever let anyone tell you you can do anything Anita
3: (laughs) thank you thank you I am keep reminding myself that every time whenever I, you know, we all have those moments and we have to remind ourselves. So thank you. No, we
1: absolutely do. But thank you so much, Anita. Truly, you are a special person in this world. And we're so grateful that you um, were able to come join us on our platform and we could share your story and your message and all that you do. So thank you so much for joining us tonight.
3: Right. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Anita.
2: Hey, Nicole, that like was mind blowing. Like, seriously, my heart is so full listening to her. Just these little simple things um, that we can do. Uh, Oh my gosh. I just, I don't know.
1: No, I love it. Again, just walking away. I am so humbled and so grateful for the conversations that we have, but especially this one tonight, I'm walking away just better and more wiser. And just, again, I think it's just so important in just the time that we live in. And even for, you know, whatever things are lying ahead, it's just always remember to keep life simple and the importance of really investing your time, that togetherness time and the people that are the most important, like that is where your time should be invested in. And we need
2: to be more mindful of that. Yeah. I like the whole part about not overcomplicating it. So the simplistic and togetherness. Now, I just think that is just it, it's simple and it's so powerful at the same time, because I think it's so
1: easy to get caught up in life, um, kind of the rat race that I mentioned earlier in the conversation. And it's just really keeping it simple. Uh, One of my coworkers always says, um, she uses the acronym kiss, keep it Mm -hmm. simple, stupid. I don't want to say stupid because whatever, but keeping it simple, it really just, it makes life less complicated and just really, we need to strive just to really focus on that connection and togetherness with our important people. If that is, you know, your fur, your fur babies, your human children, your partner, whatever that looks like in your life, make sure that you always invest and focus on truly what's important to your, your heart center, right? Like that's where we need to, um, invest in, in our lives. And so that's my, my call to action or my challenge to our listeners. But as always, we're so grateful for everyone's love and support. And just, again, we're so appreciative that Anita took time to come talk with us and share her wisdom. And, and it really was an honor to have a talk with her. And again, for our listeners, all of her information will be in our bios of our podcast, like always. So please check it out, be a part of that community. It's very inclusive, inclusive, excuse me, and very supportive. And it just sounds like a magical place to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So until next time, always remember to dare to rise.
0: Riding downtown in New York City. I know you want to be there. I bring DZ you in. Change, Party in the club like a track from Fiddy. Because life is so good. Let's go and vibe with me. Riding downtown in New York City. I know you want to be there. I bring you with me. This is what I'm doing. Tell me that you wanna do it with me. This is what I'm doing. Tell me that you'll do it with me, baby. Every day I'm doing, improving myself and what I do. This is what I gotta do to prove myself to you, baby. Up on a cliff.